Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spiritual Journey podcast. This is episode 44. I love the numbers. So it's 44 and um, excited for this episode. But before we start, I'd like to hand over to the amazing, the beautiful, the stunning, the healer extraordinaire, the soon to be published author, Stacey Brown. Stacey, do you want to introduce yourself? <laughs> Thanks. I'm just, I'm just getting ready for you being on stage. So that's all I've done. I know, right? Hi, everybody. I'm really excited to be here again, spending time with all of you. Uh, NIMS doing this podcast is so fun. And I I look forward to it with every recording that we do. I'm Stacy. I'm an intuitive healer, a certified Reiki practitioner, a spiritual mentor and coach, an Akashic record reader, and yes, a soon to be published author. Lots of exciting things happening right now, Nims, and really looking forward to this episode. Yeah, so am I. So hi, everybody. I'm Nims Nimesh. I am an Akashic record reader, spiritual coach and mentor. And yeah, I just love the work that we do. I love the, our ability to connect to people's energies and guide them on how they're meant to be shining their light. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for this episode. But yeah, before we jump into that, just to kind of share a little bit, we are recording this episode on December the 1st. We always like to record in advance. And, um, you know, December's always an interesting time, right? I really feel 2022 has been a um, a roller coaster for many of us, um, not in a bad way, in, in terms of expanding us, in terms of really kind of training us for what's coming. And um, yeah, I'm excited by some of the stuff we're working on today. So we just release some promos we've got some uh, discounted prices for this month so if anybody's interested in, in a cash record reading learning more about mentoring then sure reach out to us we have some discounts on this month but yeah just super excited stay your book's progressing well you're planning your next trip to the uk isn't it crazy if i'd said to you when you planned your first one that you know what stace you're going to have multiple trips over the next year to the UK, I think you'd be thinking I was crazy, but uh, this is now you're going to be your fifth trip. This is going to be my fifth trip. Yeah. I, and I, I was thinking about it this morning and it is so powerful to see when God's plans are bigger than ours. And I never would have anticipated that I would be blessed with all of the experiences that I have been. And though I've definitely had a challenging year, that's for sure. I can also see the beautiful things that are unfolding and I'm, I'm very excited. Yeah. And we were just talking about it before we started recording about just how much the loving relationships we've attracted during this time. Our circle has got smaller, but actually the people in it are, um, you know, very, very loving, very compassionate. So, yeah, I mean, I'm excited for your visit. It's going to be in just actually in a week's time. And uh, we, we've got lots of things planned around the book and some of the new products that we want to launch. So, yeah, I'm excited for what's coming. I really feel 2023, uh, I really feel 2022 for everybody was their training, preparing, preparing. And 2023, I really feel is all about why are we here? How are we going to shine our light? And um, so I'm excited feels like a new vibration um so i'm excited for what's coming but yeah let's move on to this this week's topic so this week's topic is all around compassion and you know if you tag onto that how can you nurture yourself how can you truly be compassionate towards yourself and to others love this topic um i really feel that like i said a lot of people a lot of us are going through lots of things and it's that if we can share compassion at this time, I really feel it's a, a loving response to whatever's happening for us and happening for other people. Because it's easy to jump, right? I mean, our reaction, our first reaction is always primal, right? Our reaction to what happens to us is, um, you know, if, if we're not conscious of it, it's, it's primal, either attack or defend. But it's like when you're in awareness, you get a chance to take a breath and respond accordingly. So when we're thinking about compassion, it is about compassion to ourselves and what's happening to our, us. And it's also about compassion to others and how what's happening with them. So for me, that's always the first place to start, right? Is, is, is how do we respond to what happens to us? 
and do we respond with compassion? Slace, I'd love to introduce and kind of pass it over to you. And what does what does compassion mean to you? And um, any kind of message you have as we kick off this topic? Yeah. So you know, when we were first talking about this um, and discussing, you know, we always plan ahead what our topics are going to be, and we're very meticulous in making sure that we we plot and plan in advance. And then sometimes topics will creep up on us and it's like, oh wait, it's time for that episode, right? And when we're planning, we're like, these topics are all great and we've got these great ideas. And then it comes to the day of recording and sometimes there can be this kind of like deer in headlights where you're kind of frozen and okay, what are we gonna talk about? And that was my initial response because um, there have been so many changes in my life in this past year, but a particular story came to mind that I thought would be interesting to share. Um, I, I used to be a very avid runner. I still run, but not the distance running that I used to do. And I was thinking back to a couple of years ago. Um, I was really struggling with my relationship specifically with my mother. And on one day heading out for a run, I was just pissed. I was feeling all kinds of emotion towards her and really, really struggling with how to move forward with it. And I found that my runs were a time for me to process some of those like deeper thoughts where I could just get out in nature. And I, I headed out to the road in front of my house. And I would say that as my feet were hitting the pavement, it was a pretty angry run. And while I was running, I was just like, God, why, like, why, why did you give me a mother who can't mother me the way that I need her to? Why did you give me this? And I could not find a way to kind of lovingly break free from that kind of tumultuous relationship that I had with her. And as I'm running and I'm asking God, why, um, I heard a, you're right. You're right. I didn't give you the mother that you deserved. And as soon as that like voice passed, I had this kind of multifaceted vision that came to me. And it was like, you're right. I did not give you the mother that you needed, but look at what she's been through. And I was given this like window into my mother's pain, pain that she didn't process before she had children and that she carried into adulthood. And in addition to that, I saw all of the ways that people had come into my life and fulfilled that need for that mother role. I saw like the women that showed up at my house from church after I had a new baby and they had a meal for me. And I saw the people who had helped me pack up my house and move the multiple times I had moved. Um, and it really gave me this level of understanding that my mother did the best that she could with what she had. It might not have been what I needed, but it was what she had and what her knowledge was at the time. And NIMS for me, it kind of broke me open to um, having a level of compassion for people that maybe had let me down in the way that, you know, the relationship had unfolded, whether it was with my parents, with my siblings, um, and that lesson kind of keeps coming up for me right now in this season because I've had a lot of relationships fall away in this time of transition. And it's given me a space to understand that we are all doing the best that we can and we are doing the best with what we know. And it's made me go deeper into having more compassion for myself because I recognize now as a mother myself that there are a lot of things that I've done that I'm sure have upset my kids or hurt my kids. And 
I see that it's all been a part of my growth and my expansion. So this topic is near and dear to me in this season because I am going through so much transition and old relationships have fallen away and new relationships are coming into my life. And this for me has been something that it's taken a long time to cultivate both the compassion for myself and for others. What about you? No, I love that story. And, you know, I've heard it a few times. It's that the universe always wants us and God or source, whatever you want to call it, you know, wants us to know how much we are loved. And sometimes we get wrapped in the emotional of the situation. So maybe that's a good thing to ask our listeners is, um, you know, what if you could look at some of the painful relationships you've had in the past, but looking at them with different lens, what do you learn from that relationship? What was that person going through? And um, it's interesting, I just, I, before the session, before we started recording this, I Googled what is compassion and, you know, the, the literal definition apparently is to suffer together. Um, you know, when somebody's going through something, then compassion means you feel their pain and you suffer together. I'm not sure I entirely agree with that. Um, but some other examples of, you know, giving up a seat to a pregnant woman, being polite to retail workers, helping your friend move, um, you know, taking a second to listen to work colleagues. And I, I agree with all of those. I mean, it's that showing compassion is being aware of the situation and reacting accordingly. But your example is, is a, for me, actually, maybe the most important. And that's being compassion to ourselves. I mean, if we think about some of the self-talk that we, we do with ourselves, um, some of it's not nice. And, um, you know, if we... If we get triggered by somebody, if we're getting, um, then maybe we just got to take a moment and just think and ask the question, well, hold on, what do you think, what do we think that person is going through? What do we think, um, you know, that is, is going through that, that person's and what's happening in that life? Because we, we just, we apply our trip, we apply our frame of reference. Well, and it's like a lot of the time we will react how we would react. So we, we measure people by our own standards and that's probably not fair because everybody's different, right? So, you know, I, I love that story that you, you shared, Stace. And for me, it's that, you know, just being open to a different way of being and taking that, like I was talking earlier, just when, when you get triggered or when you feel like you're being attacked or whatever, just taking a moment to breathe and maybe asking that question, well, hold on, what's that person going through? Why is it triggering me? Maybe you get a chance to react differently. I mean, there's lots of situations in my life, from you know, certainly in the corporate world, where you know you feel like you're being, you know, you feel like you're being attacked, or you feel like when actually what's really happening is that person's probably so overloaded that they're not even they're not they're not even realizing the way they're reacting. So for me, compassion is that it's just taking a breath. Um, and just maybe looking at things differently. And I'll always say, and Stacey, we have this debate often in terms of, I really feel that whatever happens to us, happens to us for a reason and serves us in some kind of way. I think the universe is trying to teach us something, trying to help us to expand. But again, when it when it's an emotional trigger, we just, a lot of times we see red mist, right? We We react in a certain way. And then with time, we start to calm down and start to realize maybe we look at it differently. But what if um, we could react differently all the time? What if you know, a lot of things we talk about, self-care, 10 minutes breathing, uh, 10 minutes silence in the morning, the mirror work, <clears throat> what all of that helps us to do is, is be in a calmer state of mind to then react differently to situations. So again, for me, the self-care routine, which comes up so often in our podcast, is really important here because I really feel it gives us that opportunity to react with compassion for ourselves and to others. It gives us the ability to, to nurture that loving relationship with ourselves. And I really feel that's where, you know, quite often compassion to others is, often, is obvious, right? If, if we're on a train or a bus and, you know, like, a disabled person or a pregnant woman comes on board, 
it's quite natural just to think, okay, let's give it the seat and give it to that person. So that's being compassionate to others. And you know, the other example that I was gave when I Googled it was being polite to retail workers. When we're having a bad day, how do we react to people that are in service to us? Maybe it's retail workers, maybe somebody in Starbucks, maybe somebody in wherever. When we're having a a a stressful day, are we showing compassion to the people that we that are serving us? Maybe, maybe not. But hold on, these people are, you know, if you think of making us coffee, they're making us coffee. And if we're not showing them love, then what are they putting into our coffee? I'm not saying that they I'm saying when you make something, there's also an energy that goes into it. It could be love, it could be pain, it could be and you know, if you're not if you're not being compassionate to the person serving you, are they going to be what? What's their energy going to be like when they make your food, when they make your drink? It's really interesting when you start. I mean, it's, I had no idea what we you know we talked about this topic as you said earlier, Stacey. That some topics are so obvious what we're going to cover. This one was was a little bit more different, but then when you start opening yourself up, for me, it is um, it is. Uh, you know, it is really important that we're compassionate to ourselves and we're we're aware of how we're being to others. And then with our awareness comes being different and being compassionate with others. So, um, and uh, just like Stace was compassionate with me just now, there's a, I have a habit when I'm recording, um, when I'm, I'm sitting at my, t- at my desk, I'll kind of, I'll, 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 I'll close my hands and uh, sometimes I'll put them over my mouth. It's just kind of, I'm just resting my head. Um but what that does sometimes on the speaker, it doesn't mean it means I'm not coming through clearly. So I've said to Stace before I started recording, so I'm like, you know, if I do that, just just because we're on video together, just give me that sign. And there you go. Stace was compassionate towards me just by giving me that sign. So thank you, Stace. Thank you for showing some compassion. You know, I will say I do think that the key to this is having compassion for ourselves first. And it makes me think back as we've been talking about me being in the UK, it makes me think back to um, being there with you um, in the UK and recording my book and digging into the story, the history of what I've been through. And there was a point, and I'm sure you remember this, Nims, there was a point where I was extremely emotional about kind of revisiting the chapter about my fairy tale and my marriage and just being in this beautiful, happy space that I felt was where I was going to be long-term and recognizing that that wasn't where I was. And as I was evaluating that while I was there, I recognized that every time I came and visited the UK, I was more and more aware of how my life had unfolded and that in my relationship, I felt like I was dying. And I remember getting on a call with my husband, just, I I was trying to call him. I was desperate to talk to him because I wanted him to relive the fairy tale with me. And he was unavailable for a significant amount of time. And when I finally got him on the phone, I sat in the bedroom that I was using at your house and I said to him, if I stay in this relationship, it's going to kill me. And it was the first moment where I felt deep compassion for myself because I recognized that I was so busy trying to save everyone else that I had forgotten about my own needs and that every time I was in the UK, it was like somebody was giving me oxygen and I was aware of who I was and I was giving myself space to be loving and and compassionate to me. And in being compassionate to myself, and recognizing that I needed to love and honor myself, I had to let this relationship go. Now I wanna fast forward a little bit. I came home from the UK. My last trip was uh, the, the last trip, like 
before I split with my husband. I landed in May 1st back home and we decided that we were going to dissolve our marriage. We were going to divorce. And I went from being compassionate for myself and recognizing this relationship was killing me to being very angry with my soon-to-be ex-husband. Why could we not solve this? Why was he finding comfort with another woman? Why was I not able to stay in my home? And it, and it was brewing this, this anger towards him. And yet, as we're recording this, I'm sitting here thinking about what that man who was my husband was going through over the last several years. He went through multiple times of nearly losing his son to the same disease that he's been battling himself most of his life with addiction. And the aftermath of it is very, very different in how it impacted me versus how it impacted him. And I tell people very often when I talk about the story of my son, um, for those who are, are listening and haven't heard the story, maybe this is your first time, I want to do a trigger warning. Um, my son, three and a half years ago, attempted to take his own life by running his car into a tree. And I tell people very often that the day that he made that decision, it was like he put the whole family in the car with him. And we all came out with different injuries. Some of them you could see, some of them you can't. And the timeline for recovering from those injuries is also different. With that being said, my husband has some injuries. And they're very, very different from mine. Yeah. And there are days, there are days where I'm still really angry. I'm angry that things played out the way they did. I'm angry that we struggle to communicate. Um, but the flip side is at the end of the day, At the end of the day, lovingly, I have compassion for his pain. And that his injuries are different than mine. That's so powerful. That's so and powerful. I, I recognize that regardless of whether he can see my pain, whether he can have compassion for me, that's not up to me. So true. But I can look at this and say, I do have compassion for him because there is no other way to make sense of this season than to recognize that we all had pain in this process and we all have a different timeline for healing. It's also a choice. Absolutely. You know, it's like, I think it's, it's really interesting, interesting watching your journey in the last year. Um, it just gives a lot of insight. So, you know, when that traumatic event happened, um, you went through a lot of experiences where you had a lot of spiritual awakening. I really feel that was, it was a choice where, you know, you chose to heal and many, many ways your husband chose. It's like when you have a traumatic event, it's natural to kind of go into your own little bubble and stick your head in the sand and, you know, not wanting to deal with the gravitas of the situation and it's not right or wrong it just is right and but how often like i was saying earlier how often do we 
do we look at somebody and, and compare them to ourselves and our own frame of reference? You chose to heal and he went down a different path and, you know, and it's quite powerful for you to be able to say, you know what, I can see that no matter how much pain I went through over the last few years, I can look at look at things from his perspective and have compassion for him. It's even, you know, you talked about the example of coming here and it's again another great example of how much I all be, you know, when we're in a, when when we're in an environment that is slowly killing us, how important it is to try and take a break. Maybe if you if you can't travel and go somewhere else, you just take some time out, go for a walk in the park or something. It's that but it's like I, I I saw you when when you were at home and how much it was you know, the, your surroundings were stifling you and it's almost like slowly killing you. And then when you were here, you were a different person. Mm -hmm. But that's because when you were here, you got to be, you were in an environment where you could be you. There wasn't nothing controlling you. You could, you know, you, and it just, in some ways, I think the universe was, was for whatever reason, you know, we talk about it in an earlier episode, but I, ch you know, I challenge you in one clubhouse room. We talk about clubhouse quite a lot. It's a um, social media app. Um, it's an audio one that where me and Stacey met. But one of the one of the discussions on there, I said to you, what do you want to manifest? And there's me thinking, you want to, you're going to say, I want to manifest this business. I want to manifest this amazing life, this amazing whatever. And you said, I want to manifest a trip to London. I was like, okay, that I can help with. That's fine. That we can do. But it's like, what has that led to, right? It led you to come here and experience a vibration that was different that allowed you to truly find who you were. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we then had a connection, wanted to create a healing business together. You had a connection to to, to my um, spirit guide, who's not long in this realm, but she used to be a mentor. And again, you wanted to study her work, and we decided that, well, no, you decided you were to come here for a month. And um, I was like, <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. You know, and it's like, but what has that led to? You know, it's like, you know, some of the choices that we make is is just, it opens up to a different way of being. And Stace, honestly, you've been through a lot of pain this year, so I wouldn't want to wish it on anybody else. But actually, who you are today and how you're shining your light, you could have done if you hadn't gone through everything you've been through. So yes, it's been painful, but it's like, if you could show compassion to yourself, then realizing that pain had a purpose is showing compassion to yourself. And I get, I, people tell me all the time, I make it sound easy. I get it. I make it sound easy, right? It's like, um, you know, I have this ability to maybe see things from a different perspective for somebody else, but it's that, you know, I, I, I am, you know, I tell you quite often that, you know, you set a really good example to me. You, you set a good example to so many people of, of shining your light and using your pain as your training so you can help others in so many ways. I mean, that's what your book's really about. It's about, you know, you share your story, but at the end of every chapter, you have a, you know, a, a life lesson and, and some journaling prompts. You talk about, you know, what what is the lesson from this chapter? And what you're really trying to do is, is guide people and help them and help them to understand they have a choice, and that's what really compassion is: is 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 the choosing how you're going to react. It's so easy to judge people, right? It's so easy to, uh, you know, this person I can't believe they reacted in the way they did and all that, and use our frame of reference. But if we just breathe and try and look at it from a different perspective, maybe we react differently. Maybe we react differently to the person. Maybe we see things differently. Because right now, so many of us are going through so many things and it's easy for us to get triggered. It's easy for us to get, you know, react to certainly different situations. But again, I'd say to listeners, when you, if you're getting triggered with something, then the universe in some way is trying to teach you something. And and our our families, the, the blood families that we picked, again, this this could be a trigger warning but our soul has picked our blood families for a reason and as part of our soul contracts they're here to show us something to teach us something to expand us in some kind of way maybe not love us and if we can show compassion to the people that have perceptively hurt us 
maybe you're looking differently. It doesn't mean if you, you accept them or you don't try and change your orbit, your situation. It doesn't mean that you even have to forgive them. But showing compassion is just maybe looking at things from a different perspective and understanding that everybody's going through something and people react differently to situations. But Stace, going back to you, you're a, you know, the power of what you said in terms of, you know, when somebody's caused you so much pain to still be able to show compassion to them just shows how strong you've become. So I just want to say thank you for the example you set. I mean, it's not easy, but I, I believe that the gauge for our ability to have compassion for others is based off the level of compassion we are able to have for ourselves. I believe. Wait, say that again. That's so powerful. Say that again. <laughs> I know. I believe that the gauge that we use to measure our level of compassion for others is based off of the ability that we have to have compassion for ourselves. 100%. Love that. I believe that I began this journey. Um, we're going to talk about like post what happened with my son. So recovering from that pain, I was not in a space where I had compassion for myself. I felt like everything that was happening was my fault. That somehow if I had loved my son differently, if I had done things differently, if I had been a better mother, if I had done this, this, or this in a different way, that the outcome would have been different. And I spent a lot of time beating myself up about that, Nims, like a lot of time. And as I began sharing my story, when I was initially sharing it, I think I was very much in that kind of victim mentality. Like this, this is not only massively painful, but these are all the ways that I've failed that made this happen, right? And as I explored clubhouse the social media app that we were talking about i met so many incredible people and i really dug deep into the journey of self-love and forgiving myself and loving myself and understanding that at the time that i was raising children i was doing the best that i could with what i had at the time like the skills that i had which were challenging because i didn't grow up in a home with unconditional love everything about how I was raised was conditional, everything. And it was a very different space for me to, to learn to have compassion and grace for myself. But until I got to that place, I couldn't possibly have compassion for other people because that gauge was everything's my fault. And if it's not my fault, then I'm going to find a way for it to be your fault. And I've found that as relationships have been evolving and progressing in my life and some have fallen away and some have gotten stronger, I've become very aware that other people are the same way that I am. They don't have compassion for themselves. They don't love themselves. And from that comes a space of not having compassion and love for other people. And I think a great example of that was, you know, Clubhouse was such an inspirational, therapeutic, and healing space for me that I felt very motivated to create my own little space on Clubhouse, which is my club called Soul Center. And it really just came from like a, a passionate place of wanting to have a space where people could go and have conscious conversation and be inspired to awaken to their own soul's purpose. And as that was happening, I kind of created this group of people that were working together with me to make Soul Center a global space. And as all of these beautiful things were happening with Clubhouse and I was creating this club, we decided to have an in-person event. And I was so excited that people were going to be flying in from all over the country to experience a weekend with myself and this team that I had formed. And it felt like all of us were aligned with the same vision. And I mean, I was just high on life that this was happening. Now, what a lot of people didn't know was very shortly before, like two weeks before, 
I had left my marital home and was in the process of going through a divorce. And yet I was still putting together this whole event. Um, I even got COVID the week before the event happened. And I was watching these people that I had aligned with, not understanding at all what I was going through. And in, and in turn, it impacted us as a team. And shortly after the event, we had a meeting and everybody was like, we feel like you were kind of showing up as one person, but maybe that's not really who you are. And it was like questioning my integrity. And what ended up happening was this team that I had formed decided to disband. And it's interesting because at the time, all I could think was I wanted someone there like advocating for me and defending me, right? Like, do you not see that this woman is going through a divorce and she's had COVID and she's moving out of her house while she's planning this live event? Does no one see this? But instead I got really quiet and I've actually never spoken publicly about this until today. And the reason that I'm speaking out about it now is because I'm finally in a space where I can look at those other people and I can see that they all had their own story and their own season and their own pain that was happening that impacted the dynamic of what Soul Center was. And in that, I feel like God was doing a little bit of cleaning house because he was not only saying to me, Stacy, how do you need to show up for you? And what do you need to do to love yourself through this process? And I also feel like he was clearing out the people that maybe weren't serving the greater vision because the greater vision is to create a loving and compassionate space where people can come to a greater understanding of who they are and how they want to show up in the world. And I don't think that I was clear on what that vision was initially because I was going off of a feeling that I had, not off of like the structure and this is how it's going to work. And so my hope is that each one of those individuals at some point will come to an understanding that they'll see that I was going through a lot, but I've accepted that their gauge is based off of where they are personally, not off of what I am going through and my scope or my lens. Does that make sense? That makes that makes a lot of sense. It's, I mean, we've talked about this before. It's a, uh... One is really interesting because um, I would have been there and if I could, you know, but I was busy, right? There was, I had a family event, so I couldn't be there. It was like really interesting because sure, I would have been one of the people saying, well, hold on, do you not realize how much Stacey's going through? I mean, she's got all this other stuff and it's, to me, it would have seemed obvious. Um, but the other thing is, as you change and you, you changed when I first met you, you being super vulnerable on stage, sharing your story. And that's why I, 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 I had to come on stage and say, Stace, that was amazing. You know, thank, thanks for being so vulnerable. But you moved from a state of being vulnerable to a state of doing something about it. So you started to change. And when you start to change and raise your vibration, the people around you do the same, or they can't stick with your vibration. And it's that when you're in pain, do you choose to stay in pain or do you, do you choose to do something about it? And you, you started to choose to do something about it. And in many ways you were being attacked for doing it and it didn't kind of make sense. But I love the fact that from the lens that you have today, that you can realize that, and with compassion, realize that everybody was going through their own thing, which didn't allow them to see things differently because they were so wrapped up in their own emotion 
and maybe that's a good good question to our listeners is you know how again i think i asked this earlier but what if you could look at your painful relationships in the past and maybe look at it from a different lens is there any relationships you can look at today that maybe are causing you some pain and maybe again look at it from a different lens and maybe think about what is that person going through because sometimes and actually often we make it all of ourselves can't can't you know oh my god i can't believe the person reacted in this sort of way they said this they said that so often the other person didn't even realize they said anything they hurt you they just said something because they have they weren't even aware but we make it into a bigger deal and it's like sometimes just looking at it with with a different lens and just asking what is that person going through you start to have a different reaction and um like I said, Stace, you—we talk about this a lot. You—you you chose an accelerated route. You chose to go on a roller coaster of a journey this year, and you've experienced a lot of growth. Um, and the thing you realize with Stace is when you start working closely with her, and she's on a accelerated growth path, choose to go on a, on a roller coaster. She takes people with her. So, um, you know, Stace, thank you for that. Um, <laughs> I mean, the thing is, is that when you think about it. Um, imagine when we go and get our eyes checked at the eye doctor and we get our prescription and we put on our new glasses and we can see clearly if we were to take those glasses and put them on someone else, they're not going to see as clearly with that prescription unless their eyes work the same way as ours. Right? So it's the same thing. We're talking about being able to see things from another person's perspective, right? When we're talking about having compassion for someone else, we're looking at all of the parts that made them who they are and understanding that they're doing the best that they can with the knowledge that they have in that time, right? And when we don't have compassion for other people, it's because we have an expectation that they are going to be able to see with our prescription, but that might not be their visual capacity. And how narrow are we to think that our prescription is the only way to see clearly? Every single person has their own story, their own story, their own timeline, their own journey of pain. Some people are still living in that painful space. I can look at my soon-to-be ex-husband right now, and I know like I know like I know that he is still in pain. I know that he is still struggling to figure out what he's going to do with his life and how he's going to move forward. And with that understanding comes the compassion because I can see that his journey and his story through this process is through a different lens than mine. It's not better. It's not worse. It's just different. It's just different really powerful way of putting it and one of the things you said is super important is expectations and sometimes it's our expectations of how someone's going to react that chooses that that kind of forces down a path not to have compassion because if we expect a certain pay a certain person to react a certain way because that's how we'd react and they don't do it that's when we start to see the red mist and maybe react differently and it's and it's easy for me to say, right? I mean, expectations. We all have expectations. I mean, it's that you know, just especially of our loved ones because we love them, but yeah, we 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 somehow expect them to react a certain way, maybe to show they love us too, right? Yeah. And um, it's it's when we become aware of those expectations, we can start to do something different. It's okay to have expectations, right? You know, you want to be loved. You want to be cared. You want to be people to react a certain way. Um, but it's actually being aware of those expectations and making a conscious choice that I feel is really important. Mm-hmm. And I think that at the core of all of this, as we're having this conversation, I want to ask the listeners, do you have compassion for yourself? Do you lovingly navigate through being more aware of who you are 
and how you're showing up in the world? Do you give yourself grace when it's needed? You know, do you allow yourself the room to forgive yourself for the ways that you feel like you've come up short? Do you love yourself? Because, you know, we know that saying that hurt people hurt people. But loving people, people who love themselves, have a loving vibration. And when you put that loving vibration out there, you attract more love to you. And so the big question here for our listeners is, do you have compassion for yourself? Because I really believe if you don't have compassion for yourself, it is impossible to have compassion for other people. And so it really is an inside job. We've got to dig deep, release the programming that we have received in life and cultivate more of a loving, compassionate relationship with ourselves. Because when we do that, it shifts the relationships around us. I mean, so having said that, I think sometimes we can be more compassionate to other people than we can to be ourselves. But I do agree that the the most important things, because I'll talk about shining a light on ourselves and how important, I really do agree that being compassionate to ourselves is really where we got to start. And then, you know, so we always leave the podcast with a couple of questions and a journal prompts. So that's definitely an important one for this podcast is, you know, to ask all the listeners, are you being compassionate to yourself? And maybe a follow-up question could be, how can you be, and this is a follow-up question, how can you be more compassionate to yourself? What changes can you make that allow you to be more aware to be more compassionate to yourself? And, you know, I think something really important that's coming to mind right now, Nims, we work with so many people globally, right? We, we mentor people from around the world. And I would say that one of the most common things that we see is a lack of self-love. And I want to say, I'm going to say this very vulnerably right here on this podcast. I didn't know how to love myself. No one ever taught me how to love myself. So I want to say to the listener, if you're sitting here and you're like, okay, this is great. They're talking about having compassion for myself. I don't even know how to do that. I want to say to you, I understand. And I believe that it's one of the reasons why what we do, Namesh and I do, is so important. Because there are a lot of people in this world who don't know how to love themselves. And that's one of the things that we teach people how to do. We teach them how to take actionable steps to loving themselves. So if you don't know how, my next question to the listener is, what are you going to do to learn how? Because I believe with everything in me that this is another thing that needs to be taught. And I believe that it's one of the reasons why so many people in this world struggle to be seen, to be heard, because they want love. And it's love that they've got to start by giving themselves. So if you don't know how, my question, my next question to you would be, what are you going to do? What action are you going to take to start that journey, to form a more compassionate and loving relationship with yourself so that it can have a ripple effect on all of the other relationships around you? Wow. I love that. Some powerful journal prompts for for this episode for sure and um you know stay said i love the being in this space with you um we're never totally sure what's going to come up in the podcast we do a little bit of prep but actually i think we prefer the fact that as we're as natural on the podcast as can be and whatever comes up is meant to come up so i love love this space super powerful episode i really feel it's um yeah it's going to help a lot of people so i'm glad for this space and um, yeah, we will, we will definitely add the journal prompts into the show notes. Um, like I said at the beginning of the episode, we love, love the work that we're doing, the people that we're mentoring, um, just helping them to 
to truly shine the light differently, to understand the programming, to be different. And, you know, Akashi Records, Akashi Training, doing so many different things like this podcast. But we do have some promotions in December. So if you do want to work with us on the spiritual mentoring side, you can book a free discovery call. If you curious about your Akashi Records, Akashi Records are a record of everything your soul's been through. And so what we do is we connect with your spirit guides, your soul family, and we channel a message for you and give you an opportunity to ask any questions. We, we can train you on how to read the records. There's so many different ways of working with us. Um, any of that interests you, um, we normally add a lot of stuff on our social media so you can see it there. Or send us a message. Send us an email. You'll find the details in the show notes. DM us on Facebook, Insta, etc. But we love this space. And um, feeling so, so blessed. Stay excited for your trip. There's always a lot that happens when when we when we're in person together, and um, and I feel blessed that we share this space together. So thank you for being you. You really do, you know. You you set a shining example to me of really how when you go through things, you can turn that, you can turn your pain into understanding why you're here, sharing your message, so you can help many other people. So thank you for sharing the space with me. Thank you for being you and who you are. And I'm going to hand over to you to close us out. Yeah. One of the things I just want to mention before we close out is we get emails and DMs every single week when we put out a new episode, people from around the world sharing their, their views, their personal stories, thanking us for this space. And I just want to say to you, the listener, that this space would not exist without you. We love getting your feedback. We love it when you rate and review the podcast. Uh, one of the greatest blessings that we have is to interact with you and to form a connection. So if this episode struck a chord with you, um, send us a DM or an email. We would love to hear from you. Nims, as always, I love this space with you. Thanks again for another great episode. Thank you, Stace. Sending love and light to all of you and um, wishing you a great start to the year. Whenever you listen to this, uh, whether it's in December, whether it's in January, truly, truly sending you lots of love and light. And um, as we say in this episode, you know, make sure you put yourself first. Make sure you find a way to prioritize yourself and do something for you today. Sending everyone so much love and light. And Stace, thank you once again. And saying bye to everyone and sending love and light. Speak to you all very, very soon. Bye for now.